Hello, hello, hello. Hey, bitches. We're back. Hey, bitches. We are back for our seventh episode. Eighth episode. Eighth episode. I know, we're flying through this. Wow. Eight episodes. My goodness. I was trying to think of something that, like, you could relate to eight, but I can't think of anything. Eight is great. Eight is great. Eight is great. So, do you know, I, I don't really like the number eight that much. It's not, it's not my favourite number out of 1 to 10. Well, spoiler alert, this might uh, be some foreshadowing for the film we have to talk about. Oh, well, well, true, but, you know. So, Anna, how have you been? Good, yep, slaying it every day. You know how it is. How have you been? <laughs> yes, good. Slaying yes. it every day, as always, oh God, you know. Did you know that you're going to Paris in mere weeks? In mere weeks. Four weeks, guys. Exactly, It's exactly four weeks today. It's exactly yes. four weeks today. So it will be a bit less than four weeks when you're hearing this on Friday, but four weeks today. Oh, so oh my exciting. God. Very exciting. so excited. I am. Yes. So with that being said, shall we roll the track? Yes, there it comes. Here it comes. Let's talk. Film. Bitches. Oh my god. What? How could you say that? I don't want to say <laughs> With me and Anna. Okay, guys, we're going to jump into our very first segment, which is, as always, Scene Shuffle. Now, if you saw on our Instagram, you would see that we spun the wheel and the wheel decided to pick what inspired your passion for film. Now, I'm excited to talk about this. Me too. Because I think we both have very different standpoints on it, like how we, like, and what we're passionate about in film is very different so why don't you yeah. start go ahead so i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be very honest with you on, on the, in this episode of let's talk film which is you hate film <laughs> i hate it <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> um see whenever like when i was applying to university i didn't know what i was going to do until like the last minute when I made my choice yeah, to go into film. Well, and when we were doing German together, you were stuck on history and you wanted to do history. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was so lost, like, towards the end of high school because I had no idea what, what the fuck I was going to go on and do in the, in the big yeah. world. Um, but then I chose filmmaking and I was like, this really speaks to me. But then I got so insecure. Every time someone says, like, oh, why did you pick film? I'm like, um, I don't know. I just I just saw it in a, in a, in a, like a prospectus book and I chose it. But... Oh like, really? I didn't know that. That's how you did that because I, I yeah, I because remember I mean, we I went remember... to that um, event thing at, in Dumfries. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I basically got a whole bunch of prospectus books and looked through, um, all the different courses they had, and honestly, like filmmaking was one that stand out to me because my course is filmmaking and screenwriting, so it's like the yeah. best of both worlds. Because a lot of you know don't know this, but I actually wrote a book in like in high school i brought a book and published it on amazon so to be able to write something that would get like visually recreated on screen yeah was something that really appealed to me um mm. and yeah now that i've been able to like um watch lots of different films and you know gain more understanding about films and make some of my own 
I feel like I can now confidently answer this question. So. <laughs> so, well, you know what? I just want to put this out there that I have always said this about you because in high school you were shy, you didn't speak to anyone yeah. and, you know, people didn't really give you a chance. And, you know, the reason that Anna wrote this book in high school was because we had this kind of competition in, in our yeah. English class where we had to write a book in six weeks. Was it six weeks? No. Six months? No. It was like one term. So it was like January through to April. Yes. Six weeks. Why did I think it was six? It was longer than six weeks, but we had to like a, a word count to meet yeah. every um, I week. I 7,500 we, words a week. I think so. I think so. Um, and then if we did, if we reached our limit, we all got cake. Yeah, so our oh English teachers used to bring in cake for us. And um, the most of us did it all in groups, but you did it alone. And yeah. you know, no one really, like, I'm, because you know that this isn't the way that I feel about you, but no one knew who you were. Like, do you know Literally, what I mean? I was, like, I was so quiet and shy in that class, yeah. especially because our English teacher was pretty intense and like yes really like to involve us in, in classwork and i was like oh okay yeah you weren't you weren't speak i mean that spoke to me but not to you yeah so you know so you wrote this book and everyone like i remember being like what anna's written that what like <laughs> that's crazy and you know our english teacher was so like here it is guys and you were the only yeah. one that managed it everyone else everyone else i know just i was really proud them. of myself you should because be. And what what was even more special to me was that he printed all of it out onto like in a page, like a folder. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was. I mean, I mean, you know how I feel about our English teacher and and um, how much he did for me. Shout yeah. out! I doubt he's listening to this, but if he is, hello, thank <laughs> hey, you bitch. for everything. Um, but you know, you you did that, and then as I say in German. When we were in advanced higher German together, I remember Miss Todd like sitting it down and being like, right, what are you guys going to do? And obviously I was like very, I was very yeah. keen on languages from the start, which kind of ties into my story a wee bit. Um, and then you were, so you were history. And then I don't really remember when it switched. I don't really it remember switched when. in September. And it was right before we were starting to apply for university uh -huh. stuff. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, shock, I'm doing film now. And every yeah. Miss Todd was like, "What?" Like she got yeah. one, she got fucking whiplash out of that. <laughs> she did, she did. I remember that, and she was like, "Whoa, what do you?" Because I remember her being really like, "Oh, Anna, yeah, history. You know, you'll know about this." And and you were doing advanced history as well. I was, and I I do really like I really liked history, but that's probably because the teacher was great. Like, oh, she was. She was. She was amazing. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really like connect with that either but I just forced myself to because yeah you know I was an not out trans person living as a yeah. boy why not yeah. fake something else you know what <laughs> I mean well that's true but coming on to this now like it's just so nice to see something that you're passionate about and that you're good at because you're you're amazing at this and and it's amazing to see that that we we've brought this this yeah. thing to fruition that's my favorite word ever which which Mr. Yes. Butler actually did teach me was fruition so you know yes. um yeah, I feel like film just like connects to everything because even if I don't want to do languages or I don't want to do history, like only like I can kind of yeah. do them in film form. Like I can make yeah, I mean there's films, there's foreign films and exactly yeah, you know it's it's um 
but I'm really proud of you because I feel like that that has has um really brought you into yourself and and you know what maybe if you'd done history you wouldn't be out you know exactly like, I think that everything happens my... for a reason and I feel oh. like I believe that more and more as as life goes on yeah. yeah like I don't even think that see I tend to not think I don't like the phrase everything happens for a reason because some people are like met with really a lot of difficulty in their life but I tend to think that well obviously this yeah like you can't choose if you're going to be met with a difficult situation in some in some stances but I remember my dad was um was uh driving me when I was going to Germany um for a weekend to see my friend there um we we had this great chat just going up the road and he was like oh you know because I was getting ready to go to uni and stuff at this point and deciding where I was going to go and he was like you know you're going to have like maybe five or so big decisions in your life that will steer where your life goes so that's like if you go to university or not who you marry, if you get married, mm-hmm. you know, if you have children, where you live. And those decisions are going to shape everything. Like, those are the big, like, what yeah. do they call them in the low key where it's like the branches, you know, the, the, I can't remember, you know, when it's like the different timelines are. Yeah, like the splitting you know I mean? branches. I can't remember what they're I called, but I tend, when I want to say that everything happens for a reason, I don't like to think that I've had success just by chance. I want to think that I've chosen that, it for yeah, myself. Yeah, and you've worked for it as well. Yeah, so, you know, don't don't just think that everything happens for a reason and that you're you're out and happy now. Think you made that happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is turning into a bit of an inspirational podcast. Yeah, today. I'm getting is, inspired. I'm ready to go out yeah. and conquer this world. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, when you're, when you're sitting there and you're thinking everything happens for a reason... Mm-hmm. No, you you brought these good things for you, and keep believing that. That be confident yeah. in your decisions. There you go. That's the that's the philosophical part of LTFB over. Yes, and I feel like that lends really well into what inspired because for me, film was also a way to like hide, like because yeah. I didn't have the best time in primary school, and I I had a better time in high school, but still wasn't ideal because I didn't have many friends. So for me to go Until and you just met watch, law, yeah, <laughs> BFFs, um, like, and the friends I did have just kind of like talked over the top of me and didn't really, like, they just saw me as a joke. I felt like, and I got like, I was very emotionally stunted as a child, and yeah. watching films, they were just like easy for me to say like, okay, well, I can't fix any of this. What's happening right now? So I can just focus on. And what's happening it's an on escape. screen. Yeah, it's really as an escapism. And like I watched Stranger Things in like S three and I just remember absolutely loving it because they did such a good job of representing the nineteen eighties and I felt so sucked in and so gripped by the yeah. story of the missing boy and the demigorgon and I just love I just loved it and Every time I got home from school, I was just, like, so excited to watch another episode and dive into this world. You know, it wasn't the best world because we were getting eaten by Demogorgon's lol, but... <laughs> no, but I totally get you. It's like, yeah. it's like you're, you're focused on someone else and, and your mm-hmm. worries aren't your worries for a minute, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
yeah. that's really sweet. That's really sweet. And I, you know, I'm proud of so who you are now. That's what inspired. Yes, thank you. So I guess that's and all what that jazz. Insp- <laughs> Do you like jazz? <laughs> uh, yeah. So what inspired me is to create my own stories as well. Like, like if someone else can do that, why can't I? You know, like I have Absolutely. perspectives. I have yeah. perspectives on this world that nobody else has, and you know, mm-hmm. I want to yeah. get them out there. So, yeah, I guess that's what inspired me when it comes to Cute. film. Slay! That's yes. an absolute slay. That's a major slay. What about you? How how did you get inspired by film? So, we had similar childhoods, I think, that we were never the popular kid and we were always bullied, etc, etc, all that sad stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't really remember. So, I when I was younger, my favourite film was Kung Fu Panda, right? That's and a banger. And I loved... Kung Fu Panda. I love Tigress, which, you know... Yeah, I also love Tigress, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I really like that. So that's the first animated film that I could really see because, you know, if you don't know, my passion is, is animated films. So, um, and then I was trying to think about this and I remember doing a project in maybe like primary six. Oh no, I think it was primary five actually on Wallace and Gromit and how it was Yeah, made. you've told me about this. So I did this, I did this um, presentation and I was really, I knew everything about this and I wanted to, I wanted to know everything about animation that I could. So I was really into this stop motion and this started to kind of lead into, into animation. So I, I had like a little animation book and I had a little webcam and I'd try and make little, little felt, they never got very far, uh-huh. you know, the, the clay always dried out, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't awesome grammar at all, but so I was really, um, and because of the kind of person I am, I tend to kind of obsess about things and speak about them nonstop. So everyone in primary school and everyone in my year knew that I wanted to work in animation and do that. Mm-hmm. And that was all I talked about. And I got really heavily bullied for that. Um, really? Yeah, really heavily bullied just because I was so passionate about something, which is just, it's just the way I am. Like, it's just the way I am. I get obsessed with things and I talk and I talk and I talk. And people get fed up, and that's that's understandable. I get that, but I was I was a kid, you know, I was a kid, yeah, um, fuck, and I've learned to kind of, yeah. And it was to the point where even my primary school teacher ripped the shit out of me for it, um, like absolutely ripped the shit out of me for it. And why? I, just because I was like so, like uh, I don't know. I was a very anxious but child, that's, and I. That's just a lot yeah. of crap because you know. If somebody was like, oh, I want to be a construction worker, they'd be like, yeah, go get it, bitch. Yeah. You know, I just, but I, I don't know. It's just the way people are, especially where we lived. It's, just, you know, it's a very close-minded place. I, I have this, I have this like memory of like us all sitting around a table and my teacher going, right, what does everyone want to do when they're older? And everyone said what they want to do. And when everyone got to me, everyone rolled their eyes before I said anything, everyone rolled their eyes and my teacher was like, well, Neve, I think we all know what you want to do. And I just sat for a minute. I just didn't say anything. And that was in the... And I Excuse- just said, oh, I... I just said, oh, you know, I want to work in... I want to work at Pixar Animation Studios and I just was in the huff for the rest of the day. And that moment will Damn never right. leave me. I was in the moment for the rest of my life. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. And... 
it, you know, and then I just kind of tried to tone it down and mute myself a wee bit. And then when I got, to, when I was going into high school, I remember Frozen had come out in S1. I was obsessed with Frozen. I was obsessed with Ratatouille before that, you know, all those things. Um, but I was really interested in Frozen and uh, being able to see how CGI worked and things like that. Yeah. So I watched all the documentaries I could find on Pixar and Disney, watched all the new animation, um, animated films. And I just really grew this passion for it. And it is just an escape. Like when I felt like I wasn't good enough, I would just, I knew that I knew everything about this. Yeah, of course. And that was like a, a, a grip to hold on to. And then when I, um, when I stepped into a French class, it was unfortunately something, something clicked because even though I wanted to be an animator, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a good artist. I, I did higher yeah. art. I got an A, you know, um, and I'm really, I really like art, but I can't really do the whole makeup portfolio, you know, and I just didn't get into it quick enough with whole making an animation. Like you need to have an animation reel and do all these things to get into animation school. So in about S3, I, I noticed that I was really, well, I wasn't even good at French, but I put in the work and I, I felt a real sense of gratification from it when something mm -hmm. was really, when of you course. did something well. So... Um, and hence now doing interpreting and translating, loving it, best thing ever. And that feeling is still there when I say something in French or German. It's like, yes, you yes. got it, Neve. Um, but eventually she would like to go into doing subtitles um, or working in international relations somewhere. It's a, a company, an animation company. So. Nice. Fingers crossed that happens. Well, we're yes. we're really trauma dumping here, aren't we? I know. Oh my god! <laughs> but you can see how we've we've like we've molded our trauma into something that's great. Like yeah. you know, we've we've come together after these hard experiences of childhood, and yeah, and we're making a podcast out of it, and we're talking openly about the experiences we weren't so comfortable talking about because for a long time I didn't want to say about how I was bullied. I just wanted to deny it and like just close it off of my mind but now yeah. that I, I feel like i'm strong enough as a person and you're strong enough too to to confront that and say that that was wrong and i'm growing because of it yeah yeah totally i mean i remember i remember when you told me that you were bullied in in primary school and it still had an impact on you like i remember that really clearly because mm -hmm. we were playing minecraft and we were just like it was like the third hour or something and we were just like yeah. having a bit of a deep chat and I remember that really clearly and I know that that, has, that still has an effect on how you think and your relationships mm -hmm. and when you, how you have a tough time growing up because that, you know, childhood moulds who you are as much as you it like to really deny does. it. It moulds who you are and, and I still feel the effects of my childhood. Not that I had a bad childhood, you know, not that that was the result of bad parenting or you know because i love my parents and they yeah of course they did everything for me but the experiences that i had in school um i'm really i'm really shocked i must say i'm really shocked that you're a primary teacher for saying that like oh she hated, she, she, she she um but it wasn't just it wasn't just about like being passionate about animation or something it was like having was emotion like she, whatsoever it was just she knew she she just knew that i was different and she just treated me differently, and it was always, "Oh, Neve's the weird kid. Neve's Neve's no Neve's not normal." That's and childish, immature, in. and you should not be teaching at a primary school if that is your fucking 
thought process. Shout out to her, well, bestie. Every time you're gonna I have to her, tell me her name after we're done with this recording. <laughs> Every time I see her, because I see her in Tesco sometimes when I'm at home, and I just glare. I, we saw her together once. We saw her together when we were on a walk, and I went, "Oh my god, we need to go. We need to go." When was this? Like a few summers like, ago? Was it like recently? Like, like not recently, but maybe a year ago. Like. Oh, Wait, okay. when we had our when we had our really really good summer, oh, so last year, yeah. last summer. Okay. So, yeah. trauma dumping over. I hope. <laughs> See um, over. So I hope you have um, got something from that, guys. Yeah, what inspired you guys into film? Why are you listening to us now? Hopefully, um, we're going to put yeah. up a wee post on Instagram just about um, what inspired your passion for film. A wee a wee question answer session, or or you know just submit your answers. So. Um, yes. go on and take a look at what else inspired you what else inspired other people yeah. um, to, to get into film because I feel like we all have something in common in film that it all comes from a place of escapism you mm-hmm. know you want, to, you want to feel involved in something and, yeah. and um, we all have that in common so you know any of you film lovers out there that are listening we hear you and we're, we're all in this together Yes, oh my are. god, that's leading into our next segment, isn't it? Most inspirational episode ever. <laughs> right, pick of the okay. week. Pick of the week. The I'm week. excited to talk about these yes. picks of the weeks. Me I'm too. really excited. So, so I just said we're all in this together, so I think you should go first. Yes. So last week you gave me High School Musical to watch, and after we recorded the podcast episode, not the re-recording, the actual episode. We sat down <laughs> on like over the over the same. I think it was the same. Call, it was the same call. The same yeah, call it... <laughs> and watched High School Musical together, and which was great. Yeah, I feel like as a girl now, like High School Musical was such a was such a, a staple. Oh no, no, a girl thing. <laughs> you mean. Yeah, yeah, not a boy thing, a girl <laughs> thing. Yeah, it was like because every single girl in like primary and high school were like mm-hmm. singing. High School Musical, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen nothing of High School Musical at all. This was my mm-hmm. first like dip into this universe, and I universe universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean East High <laughs> Cinematic Universe. I mean, they got the series. Well, that's true, and it's it's obviously a better franchise than Marvel, so you know. <laughs> of course. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sharpie is Thanos. That's hilarious. That's the best thing you've ever said. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to edit Sharpay's face onto Thanos now. Yes, do it. Okay. My first star. The songs. Love them. <laughs> what was your favourite song? It was... The, the slow song that they played at the... At, in the rehearsal. You know when Sharpay and her brother do the like very fast paced yeah. at the start yeah what's like, that called again um, I can't remember their names of the songs uh, what I've been looking for yes yeah because I but love I, the Sharpay version yeah the Sharpay version it's so good um, but I also loved at the start when they're at the the winter party at the New Year's party and Zac Efron <laughs> and Gabriella um, like start singing and Zac Efron is right up in Gabriella's face singing so passionately it's so yeah, hilarious he's just, he's just met this girl yeah it's so, it's so good yeah 
Uh, my next star would have to be probably Sharpay, like as a character. She's a great Just antagonist. Sharpay. Sharpay is so good because she she is the antagonist and she's very she's very clearly the antagonist, especially yeah. in the second film. Um, See, but... I'm I'm cautious to watch the second film because at the end of the first one, it's kind of like she turned in her character and was like, "Oh, you got the power, good luck," and then she started singing and dancing with them at the end. But at the same time, like she is the antagonist, but she's still she's still in this group, and like it's the third one, she's uh, still antagonist, yeah. But there's there's some kind of like, you know, she's not really the baddest of bad people. Do you know what I mean? She's right. she's just yeah. an and she does have a standalone film, which is good. She does. She does. It's called Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, and it follows her trying to get on Broadway in New York. It's oh so good. Oh my god! It's so good. We I told you to the Eastwood universe is expanded. <laughs> uh, yes. So Sharpay, amazing, and at her style. Because when we watch, when like minutes before we watched, you're like, my my like dream is to be as stylish as Sharpay. Yes. And the way she struts those corridors was. There's a great scene in um, the second one where she's like, ah, give me a beat. And this guy starts <laughs> playing the drums and she just like walks out to the beat. It's so good. It's so good. That is, it's great. So I've got to watch, watch the, the sequels. Yeah. Um, so what was your star? I'm interested now. Did you have any? My wish, you mean? Your, your wish. Yes. See, my only wish is that I would have liked Gabriella a lot, a lot better. Because I... She's... N- yeah, hate. she's not very likable. No, I hated Gabriella. I'm not. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I did not like her. I, yeah. Yeah. No, that's understandable. She's not. She's not the the most likable person. But I feel like it's much more. You know, it's it's definitely Troy's story. Yeah. Like it's it's about him like choosing, if he's going to like like pursue basketball or if he's gonna have the courage to go in the musical like it's about him mm-hmm. but she is just so bland and i she's yeah she's just not a she's nice to everyone she's just like so like oh yeah, yeah hi oh i'm gonna do the rehearsal dee, 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 dee. and then I, there's a there's a point where um the the cath is it what are they called the very smart kids what is their group called the, again? I, I can't remember. The nerds? Or the just... nerds. Yeah, the nerds are like... They're putting up like a camera feed of um, Troy. Yeah. Saying like, yeah, the team's everything. <laughs> and she just starts crying. <laughs> like these silent tears running down her face. I laughed out loud. It was so oh. like... Because you could see the actress still smiling like... Y- yeah, like... <sighs> they do yeah. get better though. And Gabriella does get a wee bit better. Um... Her and Troy have a good song in, in um, the second yes. one. I do think um, they have good chemistry together. But I do you think You do think they do. Troy kind of carries that chemistry. Yeah. She's, she, yeah. She's just kind of the ditzy in love girl. Yeah. Like, she just has no personality. I'm sorry. Like, compared to, like, Sharpay, for example. Like, I would much rather have seen Sharpay be the protagonist. Or like the flawed yeah. protagonist in the sense that she knows she's doing bad. And she's like Even like the other characters though, like like Taylor, who is um what's who's Gabrielle's Gabriella's best friend in the science club and Kelsey yeah. who's the pianist. Like they, they have like Literally. more traits where yeah. but I don't know if that's 
I don't know if that's to reflect the plot because like uh, Kelsey is like this standalone like nerd pianist, whereas Taylor is that she's part of the nerds like the science nerds, and maybe Gabrielle is supposed to be like Gabriella. God, maybe Gabriella is supposed to be bland so that we can like see that like she's conflicted as well. Yeah, like because even Troy does have a Troy. You know, initially but, belongs to the basketball folk. I know, but it's set, it's also set up that she is like a nerd as well, and like she's reading a book. And yeah, it's also hilarious that her mum takes the book away, and she's like, "Mom, give me the book back, please." <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, that's not me like saying that those things that I'm saying are right. That's me just like I'm genuinely just trying to think about it. Like, yeah, like, but I don't know if they're gonna put like that much thought into a Disney Channel original. I'm interested from, to like, see how big the budget for this film was because. Oh, let's look it like, up. It it came out in the early two thousands? Question um, mark. Yeah. Oh my god. What was the budget? Oh, that's not that much. How much was it? Right. No, that's not that much. Four point two million dollars. Uh, oh, okay, that is a low budget film. Yeah. Yeah. And, I... and like it kind of <laughs> added to the charm, but at the same time, the lip syncing could have used some. Oh, the lip syncing was <laughs> really bad. Yeah, I don't it know came if it was the editing. Two thousand and six. I feel Let's like because it was a it's a Disney Channel movie. It was made uh-huh. for Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it definitely held some of those aesthetics. It had yeah, absolutely. Whereas, so the original the original had four point two, which I don't know why I was like that was more than I was expecting to be honest, but it's yeah. still. But the the third one, so here we go. So the second one had seven million dollar budget, okay. and the third one had eleven million dollar budget. Right. And the third okay. one is definitely you can see the production is so much better in the third one. The third okay. one is definitely the best produced. Great. Um, yeah, but, but the second also one this, is at the same time, like the charm it had with the low budget qualities. Yeah. Uh huh. It really made it for me, like, because I don't want to see some, like, high-end production of a thing. Like, I want to see an indie, low-budget film with these... Well, I don't know if Disney Channel is it, but it's definitely a genre of film. Yeah, like a teen film that are not, like, mainstreams. Like, they're for kids. No, absolutely. Like, um, everyone knows, especially people our age, like, but as you're saying, like, you've not had much exposure to these Disney Channel films, because I don't think you had Disney Channel... No, did I you? did not have to. I had Boomerang and some Carson oh, Network. Boomerang. Boomerang was the best. Boomerang was so good. But, um, yeah, so there's two factors that have stopped you from watching Disney Channel original movies um, called DCOMs, by the way. Uh, so if I, if I refer to DCOMs, which I definitely will, because The High School Musical is not even my favourite DCOM, um, you know, that's like a genre. And so you had you had like the fact that you didn't have Disney Channel and you weren't out at this point, yeah. you know, so they, they weren't targeted towards you. Exactly. Um, but I, like sometimes I am just like, you know what, I just want to watch a Disney Channel movie. Like, because they're so, they're so comforting and the low budget. They just, are. They're supposed to be, they're supposed to be relatable and supposed to, yeah. to appeal to children. But my favourite Disney Channel original movie, which will be your pick of the week at some point, is going to be Wait, Lemonade what? Mouth. It is. It, it's a musical as well. The, um, it has gay, like literally lesbian Jesus, Hayley Kiyoko in it. 
Nice. Like, it's so 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 good. It's my favorite one. Um, yes. So yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I'll be keeping an eye out for that one in pick of the week. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. To the question, would I watch it again? Yes, I would. Definitely. Yippee! Woo! Woohoo! Yippee! Woo-hoo. Yippee! So, Dallas Buyers Club. What did you think? So you have given me films generally that are quite serious films and I've given you films that are generally quite mm-hmm. non-serious films. This was definitely my favourite of all of the films. That's so far that I've given you. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I can't remember, like... Because I gave you Misery, Jurassic Park, um, The Imitation Game, 1917. Well, this has been my favourite, I think. Okay, yeah. This has been my favourite. Maybe, I mean, Jurassic Park was good, but this one, in terms of like seriousness, oh my mm. god, I thought this was really good. Yes, um, finally. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And when I, because I had to watch it over a few days because um, I have a very busy life at the minute, mm-hmm. um, visa appointments and et cetera, et cetera. But um, I had to watch it over a few days. And when I first turned it on, I was like, oh my god. They were throwing about the F slur like crazy. I was like, oh my God, I'm not gonna enjoy this. Like I was but then I really got into it. It really subverts your expectations. Yeah, yeah. I like as soon and I looked it up, I didn't know it was twenty thirteen. Like I thought it was maybe like two thousand and eight or something. I don't know why. And also Matthew McConaughey did not did not recognise him at all. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, he did a great job. He did, yeah. Um so my first star was the story was so good it reflected perfectly the seriousness of the situation and handled this issue perfectly in the time and place that it was set you know because that's how someone in that time and place would react to that exactly it was perfect it wasn't it wasn't understated it wasn't overstated it was a really really good depiction Um, I also this is still in my first start probably the best thing and it was really rewarding for me watching it was um, Ron's character development throughout the thing yeah like whenever just... whenever someone says like oh my god it's not how we grew up with like we didn't have gay people back in our time like watch Dallas Buyers Club and show and learn that you can grow and learn yeah because you know when we first meet Rayon we're like oh my god, how is this going to, how are these two people going to react? But it's just so sweet how they grow a fondness for each other. Mm-hmm. And when they're in the supermarket and Ron like beats up his friend and says, shake her hand, you know. Yeah. Um, which is just, it's just really, really good. Um, so I loved that character arc. I thought that was really, really, and obviously it's based on a true story. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really good. Yeah. My next star was the casting was great, apart from Jared Leto, which I'll talk about in a minute. Okay. Um, so the casting was really good. Um, Matthew McConaughey was great, and I thought that he, well, he's basically the, the he's basically that star. He was he was great. Yes. And so much of the film was like, like there weren't any apart from the kind of doctors thing trying to sort out the the drug. <sighs> There weren't any, like, he was in the majority of it. And I thought mm. that he did really well. But 
tying that in with my wish, I know that, a lot, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this because obviously your opinion matters way more than mine, but obviously Rayon was um, a trans character and yes. would have been better to have a trans actor um, playing that role. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. But, like, I do think, like, because no one, like, if you're portraying a black character in history, you wouldn't, you wouldn't ask a white character to play it, because that's just wrong. Yeah. So why is it, why is it different for trans people, you know? Exactly, exactly. I thought you were going to say, like, because I, th- I thought you were disagreeing with me there. No. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Is she gonna say that a a white person can play a black person? I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? No. End call. But at the same time, I feel like it's really impactful if if straight people play trans people because it's you know they're helping us. Uh huh. Even yeah. though even though we should have got that role, there, you know, they're still. It's, it's still. Um, I mean, obviously, this was twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. so we have to kind of look at the time frame of this, right? Yes. Because I feel like in 2013, I mean, what age were we? 11. We, you know, there wasn't, I feel like 11 year olds know about trans people now. Yes, they do. But for us, it was very different. So even having a trans character on the screen depicted in a way that like, this is a great person who's doing a lot of good. Mm-hmm helped even if we weren't far enough to realize oh wait you shouldn't cast someone straight and cis in this type yeah, of role exactly. it's the same with that film it's the same with that film with what's eddie redmayne in it the, the danish the, girl i was just gonna the bring danish it up girl yeah, uh-huh. yeah it's the same when it's that was, kind of time period um, um eddie redmayne was like he probably wouldn't have taken up that role and let uh actual trans actress or actor play that role uh-huh. which I feel like was very good of him to say that but yeah. I don't know I just I don't have many qualms when straight people play trans roles um, if they're portrayed correctly and if they're portrayed yeah. respectfully uh-huh. yeah. because obviously you know like Elliot Page right now is playing um, Victor in Umbrella Academy. Yes. And I'm sure that, you know, Elliot Page has played cis women roles in the past and she will play, and he will play uh, cis men roles in the in the future. Like, I'm sure. So... Yeah. Like... Well, that, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's... Um, but I feel like that's... That's different because... Well, obviously, I... I'm not trans. I can't. I can't say. But yeah. in, in my mind, it's like someone who's someone who's trans is is going through like a journey to get to to get to their gender, their their desired gender, and mm-hmm. that struggle like is a big part of them, yeah. which straight people don't know the same Understand. struggle. Yeah. So when it's a straight not- actor is trying to play that role it can sometimes get mm-hmm. be a bit create even more stigma yes i totally um, understand that yeah but when a trans woman was to play a female 
cis female character, I feel like that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, per that's, mm -hmm. that's, per because that's, there's not like a, a journey behind that. Like, cause, yeah. you know, cause that character is straight. Mm -hmm. You know, if the character's straight and cis, then there's no reason why the trans women can't play it. Exactly. You know, because that yeah. character isn't depicting that journey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I feel so, like I mean, it, with, like, as the actor, but also it's behind the screen as well, because you can get a trans act actor or actress and say, like, oh, we have representation. They're going to be, like, they're going to, you know, yeah. portray trans. Like, if the people behind the camera don't know how to direct a trans actor playing a trans person, then I'd yeah. argue that it is as bad as if a straight person were to play a trans character. Yeah. Or a cis yeah, person. That's, yeah, that's a dis that's um Yeah. Yeah. So you oh, have absolutely. to put in your research. Uh-huh. And yeah, just cast the right person. And direct Yeah, them. I feel like this was I feel like this was kinda I'll let it off because it was um the time, you know, it was twenty thirteen and it was a kinda like And she didn't this the trans community like she was no. definitely supporting it and that's yeah. why i can because i know you haven't watched friends but there's an episode of friends that's really infamous for having i think it was a cis woman playing a cis man dressing up in drag at las vegas oh which was very problematic and is probably yeah. the least like the lowest rated episode of friends i think Oh, really? And, yeah, it's just a total misrepresentation of, like, trans yeah. rights. And, like, every single punchline was based on the fact that Chandler's dad is now a girl or, like, a woman. Oh, I've heard about that, yes. Yeah. When she said Chandler's dad, that clicked. Yeah. So... I think that's a really interesting discussion, though, that we've had. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah. What do you guys think about um, High School Musical and Dias Bar? Dias? Dallas. Dallas Buyers Club. Please do let us yes. know. We'll have all of our um, links where you can contact us at the end of the episode. So make sure you listen because now we are getting on to the exciting bits. Yes, let's do it. The main event. Okay, guys. So today our film that we're going to be discussing in um, great detail is... Avatar. Avatar. Now, um, Avatar is a 2009 film directed by James Cameron, who is famous for directing really great films such mm -hmm. as the Titanic, Terminator series, and Aliens. Now, this film is the most famous for being the highest grossing film of all time. I'm sure it's still the highest grossing yes, film, right? Is. And I looked up 2.8 billion in yep. box office. Um, so the cast include people like Sam Worthington, who plays Jake Sully, Zoe Zaldana plays Natiri, Sigourney Weaver plays Grace, and Stephen Lang plays the Colonel. So that's some of the, um, the main characters the people involved. Um, so, Anna, why did we choose this film? You tell everyone. So I've been wanting to watch Avatar purely because it, it has topped the box office for... 12 13 years now yeah and avengers endgame came close and actually mm -hmm. passed it but then avatar got re-released in cinemas and <laughs> that then they reclaimed the title 
And so I was interested to see what made this film so special that it made three billion or almost three billion dollars at the box office.、Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say I was pretty disappointed with it. Yeah, I'm not a fan yeah, of this I, film. That, that's fair. That's fair. I、yeah. think that that、um, everyone kind of knows when you're when you're talking about film,、uh, you're talking. You know, Avatar is up there、um, mm-hmm. as I mean. Two thousand nine. I remember this coming out, and I remember it being everywhere. I remember being terrified of the poster, as I was with Wall-E, obviously. Obviously. And <laughs> I was terrified. I just, but I remember it really clearly, and I can remember my parents watching it, and I had no idea what it was about. And I, it's never really something that I've wanted to watch,、um, yeah. but obviously I know that it was really high-grossing and the highest、um, mm-hmm. ever. So, but as you say, you weren't impressed with it. I wasn't either. I think. I think there are parts of it that are good. There are there are definitely parts that we'll get into when we cover the plot that we'll like that'll、yeah. give props to. But when it's a two and a half hour film, you have got to have more than just a couple of moments that are good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Even though I felt like I felt like、um, it couldn't have been any shorter than two and a half hours. That is where we're gonna have to. To differ our opinions because、yeah. I felt like so much of it could have been cut, like it just dragged on and on. <laughs> and you texted me saying like, I mean it's it's okay, but you know it doesn't feel like it's two and a half hours. And I was like, and then when I watched, it, I was like, yeah, it doesn't feel like two and a half hours. It feels like four hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. I watched it all. I mean I watched it.、Um, I think I watched it over two days,、um, and I kept like. I was intrigued. Like I kept wanting to go back to it, and I I did get that from it.、Um, but there's there's a few other things that are、um, that I do like about it. But I want to ask this question first. Okay, go for it. Why why did it gross that much in the cinema? Why why was it attractive in two thousand nine? Can you think of any reason? I think the main reason would be. The cast, Sigourney Weaver, Sam Worthington, like people would have wanted to see them in cinemas. The whole like, Avatar is very much akin to Alien, and Alien was like a very popular franchise last、mm-hmm. century. It still is, and so I guess people were thinking that same director, would, exactly same director. You know, it's just a safe bet. I think like.、Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know, I just don't know what what why people went to the cinema <laughs> so much to see this film. So I did a wee bit of digging, and I I think the main thing I was typing because when I was finished the film, I was like, and when I was going through it, I was like, you know what, this isn't good. Like this isn't the ama- the most amazing film ever,、mm-hmm. and it was really let down. Like although I did like some part of it, I was let down in general. So I was typing into Google, why is Avatar a bad film? What does what makes Avatar bad? And yeah. I came across this video on YouTube that was talking about、um, it's really recent,、um, and I think that the the person doing the video pinpointed that why it was so popular. Three D. Yeah. Three D. CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Three D and so the mix of CGI and three G. In two thousand and nine, when three D was it you? If you went to the cinema, you wanted to see it in three D. Right. 
Of course. So I feel like because of the nature of the film, obviously it's it's in a new world that we don't see that obviously the, the the trailer and the poster are very vibrant, you know that there's gonna be like something exciting about this. Because correct me if I'm wrong, what Alien wouldn't have had that, right? No. Alien no. wouldn't have had that three D grasp. So if people are fans of Alien and fans of James Cameron in general, this is their first chance to see something in three D. And yeah. I think the reason why, because obviously 3D charges more as well to see it. Yep. That'll this be is it. why it, it got such a big thing because it tied in really well with the phenomenon of 3D, which we don't see anymore. When was the last time you saw something uh, in 3D? I've only seen one film in 3D and that's Cars 2. Oh. I was so disappointed. <laughs> we were all dis- Because in Cars 2, the only thing that was 3D was the, there was like a pop-up thing in the top left corner the film it was like oh. that that was it and the rest of it was in 2D I'm oh not joking oh well I can't remember the last time I saw something in 3D I can't even remember did I see Up in 3D or Toy Story 3 maybe I saw in 3D but that was like I mean Toy Story 3 was 2010 so that's about the same time that 3D exactly. would be yeah. would be famous but now you can't even buy things in, well no I think you can buy things in 3D still who buys things but, in 3D though? But 3D is so annoying. Because I, whenever I watched a 3D film, I would just be taking my glasses off to see what it looked like in 2D. Like, <laughs> not in 2D, but like to see what it looked like without the glasses on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like, I just kept doing that and it was so distracting. 3D is so distracting for me and it takes away the quality from the, yeah. from the actual film. I feel like you're too focused on, oh, that's so cool in 3D. It's like, mm-hmm. no... It, like a film is a film isn't meant to be three D, no. you know. It's um, moving it images be, on a screen. Yeah, not it popping needs, out it of you. needs That's to be rendered difference. for three D, and then they have to change everything about yeah. it. And it oh. anyway, so, like, that being said, go ahead. Shall we? I'm gonna say one more thing about three D. So when we go, when we went to London on holiday a couple of times, we went on the big wheel. I think the London Eye. Yeah. And before we went on the, the London Eye, the big wheel. Uh, before we went on the London Eye, there was this um, experience that you could like watch with three D glasses, and it was basically a virtual experience of the wheel, like a very like promo type thing. Yeah. In three D, and I felt like that worked way better than mm-hmm. an entire film in three D, because who's gonna watch Avengers Endgame in three D nowadays? Yeah, I mean, mm. I the only thing that I've seen really recently in three D is. <laughs> When it when I went to Dynamic Earth, uh, mm-hmm. there's this like thing at Dynamic Earth where it's like you're on a plane and there's like three D and that yeah. works. That works really well. There's it a works because it's, like, it's an experience and it's built around the the phenomenon of three D. Yeah, you know you can't build a film thinking you can't start writing a film and go this is going to be three D, and then put elements because I feel like when it, especially in that time you can tell when something when someone has thought oh, that's going to look good in 3D, put it in. Mm-hmm. You can tell when there's specific shots. Yep. And I felt that, like there was a lot of shots in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just, that are going to look good in 3D. But lack the the oomph in 2D. Absolutely. You know? So, shall we get started with the actual talk, with our 30-second summary, now that we've ranted about 3D? Oh my God, I forgot about 30-second summary. And... It's my turn. Yeah, it is your turn. 
Oh my god, this is gonna be. You so thought you could get away bad. with it. <laughs> this is gonna be so bad. I keep forgetting about thirty second summary. Oh my 30 god. Thirty second summary is iconic. Oh my god. I'm mm, okay. Right. Hang on. Let me get my timer up while you gathered yourself. I just remember what happened. <laughs> Says a lot about the film, doesn't it? True. Uh, timer. 30 seconds. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Um, a Marine Jake Sully gets a, a recruited to be put into an avatar, his consciousness transferred to um, impose on these people on a foreign planet on Pandora um, because they want to mine the stone that's under the tree. Um, he falls in love with the princess and they they bomb the, the people bomb it and then he he says no and then they bomb it again and then he he gets his um, consciousness transferred into his avatar permanently and stop Woohoo! Nice, you did that it. was good that was great that was a good one that wasn't too bad yeah quite pleased yes. so shall we jump right into the plot yes let's do it so Basically, what we see is Jake Sully is in hypersleep, I believe, at the start of the film. Is that yeah, right? which I thought was like strange. Oh, okay. He is Mark. in hypersleep, but his brother has died. Yes, his brother's died. He's in a wheelchair, and yeah. he goes to Grace, who is like the commander of the mission operative with the avatars, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she's in charge of the science the relations. Side. Yeah. She knows everything and about the Navi people. Exactly. And he is chosen because he has shares the exact same genetic DNA as his brother. I now, think. Was it a twin brother? I can't remember. I, th I believe it was. I'm, I'm going to say it was. Yeah. If it wasn't, then we can call out. Uh, so Grace sets him up with the avatar. He's really happy because he can walk again, which I thought was a really sweet moment. Um. And then he goes and finds the species of aliens. I can't remember what they're called. Navi. Navi. He goes and finds the Navi species and integrates with them. And then there's drama at the human side of it because they want to mine an Obtanium and they're greedy and corrupt. So they want to do it as fast as possible. And they don't give time to like attempt to humanely to... steer them away and yeah. move them. And then Jake learns about the Tree of Life and tells Grace and Grace realizes that she they can't move because the Tree of Life is literally, you know... Connected to them. Exactly. Yeah. But of course, the colonel and um, the leader of the humans does not like this. So they go in and bomb anyway and there's carnage. And yeah... Jake and Grace fight as avatars and they get pulled in and out of of those little pods again and again. Mm -hmm. And Grace dies and she attempts to get her consciousness transferred into her avatar body. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't work because her wounds are too big. So she dies. And they finish off the war they rally up like 20,000 like what was the species called again? Navi. Navi. <laughs> 20,000 Navi 
and they take down the humans and the colonel and then Jake almost dies with with the lack of oxygen and then it turns out that he's going to get transferred into his avatar body yeah and the film ends with his eyes opening uh, in his avatar yes. body yes so plot. what did you think of the plot the biggest thing I can say about this plot convenience mm-hmm. now I know in every film in every film ever you're going to have plot convenience because that's what a mm-hmm. film is you can't have yeah. a film without plot convenience but exactly. this was just like taking the cake this was just like, like of course the might, of course the the unobtainium. Great name, by the way, unobtainium. <laughs> what the fuck? What a name! <laughs> of course Jesus it was under Christ. the. Of course it was under their big tree. The biggest mine of source course. of that was there. Of course. Of course the humans are there to mine for money. Yeah, and of course the the, is it Iwa peop- the Iwa which is their their kind of god of, the nature that they're connected to chooses the guy like chooses jake at the start when Ntd is about to kill him when of course. Is and yep. you know it just was a bit kind of like and of course there's no oxygen on there but their oxygen oxygen I'm... mask pissed me off so much why did they not have a why did they not have a tank on or something mm-hmm. instead of like this flimsy wee mask thing mm-hmm. oh that pissed me off i was like sure and also it's set <laughs> in 2154 Surely there's I some know. other way to do this. And surely there's some other... And What pisses just... me off more is the fact that the colonel stands outside and shoots the fucking flying ship that he's... Like, he's going to do something good with his life. Yeah. And doesn't die with the oxygen. Because I counted 20 seconds in my head. Yeah. And he did not cut lapse in unconsciousness. And they just oh. gave, him a ma- gave him a mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also thought, okay, this is weird that they choose Jake over Grace, who's way more knowledgeable and has been with the Navi people for a longer, for much longer and has been, she's, you know, that she's much more trusted. So, I know. Is it because he's a male? Uh, you know. Yeah, maybe. Um, I have in the plot, why did this film grow so much when its plot is shit? Its plot is so generic. I can't even. The plot is, of course, and it's also just like, Making it's just a bit so... of a joke of indigenous people, saying that they're like aliens and they're like, just it was that was a bit touchy for me. That was yeah. a bit that was a bit strange. I know what you mean because at the start, Grace is like, "What the fuck am I going to do with a guy in a wheelchair?" Yeah, yeah, but it, um, and also that was that plot was undermined a wee bit. Him being in a wheelchair, like they had to do yeah. something so that he like. But he had the the one moment when he first got into his avatar body, which was mm-hmm. so freaky. I had to like look away when he was first starting to move in the avatar body. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea what this film was going to be about. So, exactly, and I felt like I was pleasantly surprised that that is how it connected with the word avatar. Yeah. Because it was yeah. an actual twist, and it was clever. Yeah, but at the same time, it was like. They, he had one moment where he could run and he was like oh but there was no kind of like like that him as a character which I'll come to later was just bland and there was no kind of like 
need for him to be in the Avatar body because of his disability. Literally. Do you know yep. what I mean? There was there was no kind of like dry for again. Like, I feel Going like there should have been some kind of sorry. I feel like there should have been some kind of connection with him like being addicted to the Avatar body. Yes, that would have been way more interesting. Yeah, and I also thought that one major plot point could have this this could have been way better and way more sci-fi. The linking plot, which is the linking is what they they call when they go in. So they go into these kind of sunbed-like things and their consciousness is transferred through to their avatars. Mm -hmm. During the first, like, half an hour of the film, I got, like, a a really sci-fi feel from it because you saw the avatars, like, in in the, the water and they were, like, you know, and... I thought that they maybe could have done something with the linking. The linking, like, maybe um, their consciousness could have been, like, scrambled or mm-hmm. the, there could have been, like... You know what, uh, you know what would have been cool? Mm-hmm. And I'm probably a little bit dark, but, you know, still interesting, was that if they killed a soldier and linked a n- navy... And yeah, s- yeah. And linked a navy to, like, be an imposter... And like meddle about in like the human stuff. That would have been way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. If they had some kind of like force, like I don't, I don't know. But the, I felt like the the whole potential of the fact that these were like linking through a consciousness, and it all went smoothly all the time. All the time. Yeah, there because was, there wasn't was no there, like wasn't messing a, with the biology. Wasn't there a point where Grace says like, "Don't, like, don't startle you when you're coming out of the link because you know it'll do some brain damage." Yeah. I can't count the number of times a character has been like rudely awoken from a linking, Literally, and the avatar has just gone, time. has just gone dead. Yeah, <laughs> he just falls. He just falls. <laughs> you know, there was no, there was none of that. There was also no tracking mechanisms in the Navi no. bodies. In twenty one fifty four, you seriously tell me that there's no tracking systems. And also, I was really confused about. So if. The, so say that Jake is in his avatar body. Mm-hmm. If he gets stabbed in his avatar body, does he does he die in his real body? I don't know. Like, see, that's that's the question I was asking the whole time. Like, is there any consequence to this? Like, I get that they would lose yeah. him a lot of money, but like, what's stopping him from just like killing the avatar and then stopping him going in? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, the the soldiers could have found. Jake in his avatar body sliced his head off and then Jake is in a wheelchair so he can't go and like I don't you know I just thought where's the explanation there's no explanation it was really badly planned out and all the plot points were just taken from other films you know it was really like it was classic oh there's there's a mine move of course there's a mine no you don't want to move okay we're gonna (sighs) we're gonna kill you oh no they win you know, it's it's just something we've seen it's about so a thousand times. And like, I know that we're watching this in 2022, but fuck's sake, it's I don't know how anyone in 2013 would have been like. Oh, this is oh 2013. Why did I say 2013? <laughs> Wasn't that Two- when Dallas Buyers Club came out? <laughs> yes, that's why. That's why. But I was just like, oh. and it was see when see when Grace like was dying, and her consciousness. Yeah 
failed to transfer. That was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I know what's going to happen at the end. Like, he's going to be exactly. transferred into yeah. his, his body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know exactly what they were going to... What was going to happen? was so predictable to the point where I could... Like, I had gone to the point of guessing correctly <laughs> yeah. the transitions between scenes. Like, yeah. I'm not even joking. When, when Jake is, like, gasping for air, like, at the end of the film, and um, Zoe Saldana's character is holding... And there's like a giant close up, and then it slow fades to the, to the transition scene. Like I knew exactly yeah. when the, it's like closing up on her face. Like this is gonna be a slow fade to the end of the film, and that is exactly what happened. I was just like, "Fuck! Why, yeah. why am I watching this? I already yeah. know what happens." It's just, it just wasn't. It was. It was so plot convenient. It was like, yeah, and going back to his disability, plot yeah. convenient, like. Like he's just—he's not even. But then again, it wasn't even plot convenient because they didn't use it right. Yeah. They, they, I mean, I know that every disabled—that not every disabled person of wants course. to. Wants to, you know, is longing to have a body that, that um, is a typical functioning body. I know that that some people, accept that, but I feel like that's what they were. When he was running for the first time, that is I feel what they like were that's what they were, and they dropped yeah. it. So yeah, fast. they just dropped it. They were like, there was nothing else, and it was like, would this have, wait? Why? Why did he have to be disabled in the first place? For representation, misrepresentation, maybe. Like, because there, it would have made no difference if he was, if he wasn't walking, if he was able-bodied. Yeah, it would have made no difference to the story, at all. It was just, it was kind of annoying. Like, yeah. he went from walking in his avatar body to not walking so easily. And so, like, there was no emotion. Where's the emotion no, there was, there of was losing no, the ability like, to walk? Even, and they had a like great that. opportunity to do that when he was making the video diaries. And he could oh, have been, like, like, I feel like he could have had an evil turn where he, he, well, not an evil turn, but he was, like, there was a plot twist where he was more addicted to the feeling of being able-bodied. And having mm-hmm. all this this like power, Freedom. rather than, and that's why he wanted to stay in the body. I like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll go into. Yeah. But then again, what and what happened to his actual human body? Is that just buried or deposited? I mean, like I have no idea. Like, I don't I, even want to know. I have so such a lack of interest with this film. And I think it really shifted from like like because as I say, when I started it, I thought, oh, this is sci-fi. And then it turned to action. And I was like... Sci-fi actions probably are my least favourite genre of them all. Like, I don't genuinely, generally like uh, sci-fi films, but I was, like, quite interested to see what they do with the linking. Like, they wouldn't be able to have... The whole point of this film, Avatar, the whole point it's called Avatar is because it's, it's a linking process. Mm-hmm. It's linking you to the Avatar. And now they're like... Oh, Avatar two, Avatar three. It can't Avatar? be Avatar anymore. Like, there are know. four Avatar sequels. Do you know? I've I've got the dates that because I I thought I was like wait, what, if this was such a high grossing film, why has it been, like why has it been taken until twenty twenty two? I know. I looked that up and apparently, it was delayed. It was originally the first two sequels were supposed to be in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, which makes much more sense. Yeah. But at the same time, like, that's still a five-year cap. Yeah, true, true. But it still makes more sense than 2022, more than 10 years later. 13 years later. 13. 
13. Taylor! <laughs> so, you know, why, why has that happened? Because, you know, normally when films get delayed, correct me if I'm wrong, is it not like a one, two year push? That's like a yeah. like seven, eight year push. What's yeah. going to be so good about this film? Like, and I've seen trailers for it in the cinema and I know nothing of the plot. No, literally. It's I watched only, the trailer. Only world building. Literally. And it's like, we've. I know that that's kind of what Avatar is most famous for, but we've seen this, Bestie. Like, we want to know what it's about. We've seen it. Like, because I don't know what else you're going to do now that he's linked permanently. Like, I don't know where this is going to go or how it's going to tie into the original. Because I this is what we were talking God, about with sequels. Yeah, like, it needs to it's... build on the first one. Yeah, and I just don't see a va- valid way of building on this first one. The only when thing that the I main would, um... threat has been eliminated in the first film, and yeah. his character arc is complete. I think that what they're. I think the only thing I can think that would. Oh, I've said think too many times. The mm-hmm. only thing that I can think of, because literally you got none of the plot from the trailer for the second one. No. The only thing I can think of is maybe it's more about the actual connection with Ewa and the Navi people. Like, and the, the nature, because that confused me a wee bit. I don't think they put enough depth into that was how, because they, they described it, it was like an ecosystem that the Navi people were connected to the nature and the plants and everything and it was could all feel everything and collect memories and things. I think that that's definitely what they're going to be focusing yeah. on a bit more. Hang on, I'm just looking this up, and I mm-hmm. want to see if there's like a runtime for this film. It doesn't look like it. But the budget for The Way of the Water coming out in December is $351 million. I would say that's pretty average, is it not? Well, let's I wouldn't say it's a high. I would... Avengers, because I'm pretty sure that is pretty high. Oh, no, I'm getting confused. <laughs> I was listening to a oh, podcast... No. Avengers Endgame had $356 million. So it, is, it has the budget of a very high-end superhero movie. Yeah. Well, I was listening to a podcast today about our film for next week, um, which grossed that. So I think I got yeah. confused. So some, oh, some films... So... But, but... Yeah. Like... Is there a plot Avengers synopsis Endgame was, or anything? I didn't read it. But Avengers Endgame was good because, you know, it put all the money onto making sure all the characters deserved the ending of their character arcs that they deserved. And it tied it all together. And I mean, problem, I mean, we keep coming back to the MCU because it's such a, like, such it's like a, 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 a staple, a like, staple it's like a, in cinema. It's like a, uh, what's the word for something that when you can relate something to it? It's a comparable. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a a, a post in like a, the movie timeline or kind of kind of movie um, world where you can compare everything to it and how how much how related to MCU is and how unlike. Yeah. and I feel like I've I've talked about this in a previous episode, but again, that budget is way too high. Like, there's not you're not gonna be limited. There's nothing. Yeah. You're not going to have to work around corners. You're going to tell the exact story you wanted in the writing room. And it's probably not going to be as good as, like, thinking up stuff on the fly. And I'm just not excited for it. So oh, Okay, I've got... Um, 
I've Can got... you have some numbers for us? No, I've got some plots. I've got some plot stuff. Okay. For the second film, if you want to hear it. Yeah, go for it. So the premise, this comes from 20th Century Studios. Set more than a decade after the events of the first film, Avatar, The Way of Water, begins to tell the story of the Sully family, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. Now, this is really interesting. I'm looking at the cast. This is really strange. So Sam Worthington is Jake Sully. Zoe Zaldana as Natiri. Sigourney Weaver as Kiri, Jake and Natiri's adoptive teenage daughter. Weaver originally what? appeared in the first film as Dr. Grace Augustine, a human who takes the side of the Navi and dies during the conflict. Although both Weaver and Cameron confirmed that she would return in the sequels, she stated in 2014 that she would not play the same character. Like most of the cast, she learned free diving for the film and filmed scenes underwater. Oh my God. But we also have, returning, Stephen Lang as Colonel Miles Cornish, no. a human who led the forces of the RDA. I can't... Uh... Wait, hang on. Cornish has been res- restored to life by oh. the RDA by becoming... A recombinant, a Navi avatar embedded with the memories of a soldier. That's actually what you said. That's what you said. A soldier, like. Although the character died at the end of Avatar, Cameron confirmed in 20 Wang would return the first three sequels, stating, I'm not going to say how exactly we're bringing him back. Uh, but Are you fucking kidding me? So it's literally going to be the same thing again. It says when an ancient threat resurfaces, Jake must fight a difficult war against the humans. So it's literally going to be the same thing. No, I'm not going to see that. I'm sorry. You can give me as many fancy shots in the water as you want, but I'm not going to see this fucking movie. Damn, that's crazy. They all had to. They all had to learn free free diving for that. But if it's the way of water, we obviously know from the title that it's going to be larger underwater, and that all the all the folk had to learn free diving. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but we didn't see any relation to water in the first film with the Navi. Exactly. So, like, we is, didn't we didn't see that they were in water. No. That's that's strange. That Sigourney Weaver thing is really weird. That baffles me because that's re- and so is that. Of course, that he's like. Of course, he comes back. Restored to life. Ugh, that is so generic. But it is, you're pissed off, I can tell. I am so, like, I swear to God, just leave it alone. It's not a good film. Is it directed by James Cameron again? Yeah. So you're telling me that James Cameron is going to be the, I'm sorry, this is just, I just, this is probably the most um, passionate I've been about a film that I've disliked in a long time. Yeah, and we, and I and I've watched Sonic the Hedgehog too. Excuse me, this is a lot better, and they're both about blue people. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, whatever. I I will go see it. I will go see the second one just to say I've seen it though, and well not just say I've seen it, but to see where this goes because like okay, what the fuck, Sigourney Weaver? What watch it for us because if it's I swear to God if it's three hours long, no, unless I want to have a sleep. 
<laughs> I'm not watching this film. <laughs> Unless you want to have a sleep. Do you know what will be? When does this come out? December. Do you know the date? 16th. Okay, I will be in... That will probably be the last film that I'll see in French. So I'll have to see it. Do you really want it to be the last film you see in French? Well, I'll see it in French and see if it's any better. You can see it in English and we'll see if it's it's any better in English or in French. Yeah. That's strange. That's that's Mm -hmm. a Gurney Weaver thing. It's crazy. Yeah. But, like, going back to the plot. (laughs) Sorry. The second one does not sound any better than the first one. No, which is the same thing, like... Same thing. Like, this is... I mean, Toy Story, you know, god of sequels, apart from the fourth one, as we established. (coughs) But there's a different villain in each of those. Same with Batman Returns, as you were saying. The the Batman... The Dark Knight series, yeah. The Dark Knight series, where there's different (laughs) villains in all of them, is that right? Well, basically, they base a lot of of the storylines on the comics. Uh So in each of the trilogy, they have multiple villains, which I think works very well. And it's way more interesting because you get to introduce to lots more iconic villains like the Joker, Catwoman, Two-Face, Ra's al Ghul, um, who else? The Riddler, Penguin. I don't think the Riddler was in the Dark Knight series, though. Hmm. But these different villains... and. I'm sorry, but the colonel is just... He's not threatening at all. An old white guy who is blinded by war and money. Like, that's literally, that's literally it. You can't, you can't keep... And it literally sounds like it's going to be the same story. Like, what's, what's going to be his... his going to be, um, like, I bet motive. they're going to be like, one of the children is going to get taken hostage by the humans. And... Yep. They're they're gonna do something to the human and that's why that's why they're gonna fight the humans because they have this this child. Yeah. Why? That's and they're gonna test on the child. I'm I'm making a bold prediction that they're gonna test on the child. We need to do a um oh my goodness, we I should absolutely do this. An Avatar two bingo card. Yes! Oh, where are we going that to is see why it? I would go to yeah, that is why I would go to see it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean yeah. obviously a few I mean like I don't want to. What dis- month is it just now? It's the end. It's the start of August. We're mid-August. Mid-August. So that's what nine, ten, eleven. Tw- that's four months until the thing comes out. I would expect a better trailer by now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because the cinematography is it's 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 good, but again. Like I want to know something more. You can only it's a go sequel. as far on. It's on not an art film. It's a sequel. Yeah. You can only the the cinematography only takes you so far. Mm. And it's. Yeah. Shall I'm we, glad that shall we're we both shitting in? on this. <laughs> you know, it's not like I West Side just... Story. It was just me shitting on it. Would you rather see this or West Side Story again? Probably this. Not gonna lie. Probably this. You. No, sorry. So you're <laughs> not gonna lie. Probably this. Why? <laughs> you're because I. Th- I just didn't like West Side Story. It didn't. It didn't appeal to me at all. You're so upset. Oh my god. I you're... am insulted. <laughs> How I could just, you? I. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I mean, sorry. I, I, I did enjoy it. Like, although there were a lot of... A lot of the, okay, although, so I want to ask you first, what of the plot, what plot points did you like? Because for um, me, the plot point I enjoyed the most was at the start when he did run when he got into the Avatar body. I thought that was really sweet. I like that as well. It just wasn't explored. No, and I also liked, I just liked the whole thing that they were like, this was like a linking process and that he wasn't actually, like, I thought it was interesting that he was um, put into this body and I thought they just threw that away, but I did enjoy seeing him come in and out and have like that. Yeah. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed the group shots. Like, I thought there was like, the Navi people were established well, like as a group. They were. They were and we'll get to this when we can do cinematography, but the world building is, is the biggest Oh, yeah, thing the world building film. was great. Really good. Um, but, unfortunately, I just wouldn't... I the just, plot just didn't do it for me. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, like... I think it's more I, wouldn't, I would watch this over West Side Story because I was genuinely in, intrigued about, in this. Like, I was, like, interested. I mean, the only reason I'd watch it again is, like, to to reevaluate it more but with West Side Story I don't feel like I need to watch it again because I didn't feel any emotional connection to it which we discussed okay. okay you're so sad you're so sad listen would you rather watch this or this or Sonic 2 I would watch Sonic 2 because it's short <laughs> <laughs> well fair the runtime just because you said you said that you felt like it couldn't be cut down, and I say that it can. So, so, where would it be cut down for you? Act one, the first hour, can be like cut, like condensed to half an hour because there's so much to establish that is just not used. Yeah, and it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are, we came to the cinema to see the Navi people. That's what we came. We didn't come to see spaceships and humans and yeah i was quite confused when it was like i thought we'd just be straight into it. like when i saw because the only thing i know about this like i have that poster has been in my head for years like since 2009 that poster like everyone knows the avatar poster mm-hmm. and like from that i i didn't think it was going to be a genetic like the story was awful like but then again it's a story that's been tried and tried again and i guess it works like like although it's predictable it does work yeah. Like the the premise Maybe. of like, oh, there's something like it's been done time and time again, but like, it it's a story. There's at the a end of the day. there's a reason like, it's been done time and time again. Yeah, like it's a it's a story. Like that doesn't make it good because it's not good. But like I'm just saying, like it's like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say other than that. Yeah. So. Don't come to this movie for the plot because you'll be sorely disappointed. No, no, definitely not. It's like if you don't watch it without really wanting to watch it because it's not worth watching it. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're that intrigued, you, go for it. But if you yeah, if you don't want to watch it, and someone says for you to watch it, I'd say just skip it. Yeah. Okay, so moving okay. on to the characters, no substance at all. Generic, no. stereotypical. I feel like these characters were all the most stereotypical characters. Mm-hmm. The, the most stereotypical of their stereotypes. Like, yeah. the colonel was like the military an guy and the, the angry guy who wanted to kill people. 
the the guy that was like in charge and owned the whole thing was just like a money grab, you know. It, mm-hmm. It's also hilarious that the person who plays the leader of the of the operation is the same person who played um, Phoebe's adopted brother. No, Phoebe's brother, brother in Friends. Because oh. I remember, I recognized him from somewhere, but I just could not place my finger on it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I felt he was so miscast. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I expected him, like he was in, like I don't remember him being in suits or anything. I expected, do you know what would have been better? If they had had someone away in an office somewhere making these decisions who wasn't actually on the spaceship, if they mm. had someone on home base being like, oh, I don't care, and didn't see the Navi people. Yeah. Because I feel like he should have been, like, what would have been good is if he had, so if he'd been on the the ship, saw the connection with the Navi people that Jake had, but then was killed by the colonel or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and colonel was put into head of operations. Something like that would have been better and more interesting and higher stakes. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just, it, it doesn't establish him, it, it doesn't humanize him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can see that he's conflicted, but, you know, you're watching a species that you know shockingly little about, basically extinct them mm-hmm. for money. Extinct them. Or make them go extinct. <laughs> extinct them. <laughs> that is the best thing you've said ever. Extinct them. Extinct them. I mean, that's what they were doing. <laughs> well, true. They were they were extincting them, so yeah. you know. Um, uh. So yeah, the characters were even Nitiri was just stereotypical. There wasn't anything like I feel like Nitiri they tried to was paint annoying. To be. Like... <laughs> I'm sorry. She was. Yeah, I feel like they painted her out to be like this quirky, like I'm gonna go rebel against my family kind of girl, but then. She didn't because they took her. They they took Jake in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they painted, like I when we first met her, I got the impression that she was like the kind of runaway like girl. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the out outcast. Yeah, but then she was like, "Oh, I'm actually a princess." Like, and didn't get I, didn't really get that vibe. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it just again. Plot convenience. Plot convenience. Plot convenience. Um, I do feel like um, the Navi race in general was really well established. Not yeah. like singular characters, but as a group of... Yeah, that's what of, I mean, yeah. I thought that was really uh, well done. Like, you got the feel for, like, how strongly they, yeah. they felt about this. But again... I just wish that they would have been introduced sooner and had more focus on them. Yeah. Because by the time we got to them, I was just, I was already asleep on a couch. Yeah, we could have, we could have felt like heard a bit more about their culture, like and had a few mm-hmm. more kind of culture shots and the montages yeah. and things. Because there's such a pretty shot where they're all like chanting at the tree of life, mm-hmm. um, with Grace's body there, and like all the light is going through their body to the tree. Mm-hmm. And like it really connects them as one, like. Yeah, and they're all holding hands. It's really nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's really nice. There's just the film needs to have more of that and less of, 
Let's have the stuff that we don't want or need. Yeah. Because, like, it was so dull mm-hmm. on the on the spaceship. Like, the colours and the, the shots. We'll get into it in cinematography, but, you know, no fam. Do you mean the Tree of Souls when you say the Tree of Life? Because there was the home tree, which was the great big tree. And then there was the Tree of Souls, which was the, the soul, the one that was used to transfer the soul. Right, yeah, the Tree of Souls. Souls. Yeah. Souls. I just was looking that up and I was like, hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Grace. Meh. A stereotypical, like, um. Very eth- over, over acted by Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, very much so. Which is, which is sad, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to seeing this. Imagine if she does, again. she doesn't play the same character, but she plays it the same as she did Grace. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Hopefully um, not. Hopefully we'll see a bit of originality, but I don't know where that's going to go. I'm really, um, yeah. Like, Have you seen Alien? Have you seen? No, I haven't seen Alien, but I know you did it for. Yeah, film, I did it for a film. Film, class. Uh, film class, yeah. It's a classic. It's Sigourney Weaver's in that, and that's probably oh, is where she? Sigourney Weaver got cast because she's also in the sequel that was directed by James Cameron, and she is great in it. So I I suggest if you want some Sigourney so does Weaver she play, action, does she play? She plays the protagonist. Somewhere? She plays um, Rip Ripley, I believe that's her character. Mm-hmm. It's Ripley, directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, that's it, and she's basically like the leader of the spaceship after halfway like she's not set up as a main character which is really interesting but after all the characters go like get they get killed off by the alien she takes like the leadership role so what is alien actually about it's about this group of people coming back from a mission of outer space and they they see like a planet and they deserve to go and search it right here yeah well it's not like it's not because it was oh no yes yeah kind of light year but they don't get stuck on the on the planet one of them gets infected with a face hugger which implants a like a cell or like an egg into their stomach mm-hmm. and then the alien bursts out of them and goes on killing everybody else in the ship so oh, it's, it's a horror film Face, that was a question in my quiz recently. What film contains face huggers and chest bursters? That would, would be have, Alien. You would have got that. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we talk about the themes in this film? Now, as I said before, I don't know how this film really reflects on Indigenous people and their cultures. Yeah. Because it's very, very like, white savior. Inconvenient. Yeah. It's very like, oh, you need a white person to come and like once the white guy arrives, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because all those Millie pointed out that all those, all the people that are played, that play the Navi people, are black. Really, all of them. Yeah. Are you? F- Let me fact check. But. James Cameron. But obviously, thingy is white. Um, yeah. That plays. That uh, is fascinating. Yeah. So obviously, that's a. Is that like subtext? That must be subtext for. Well, yeah. For, 
Let's but see. they're not yeah. saving them; they're killing them. Everyone is everyone that's that's played by um, that that is like a Navi character is black, which is just white saviorism. It's just showing that like it's saying that black people are inherently uncultured like, or yeah. uncivilized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which my God. Yeah. Did you not see that? No. Really? No, it's I think it's quite um it's quite obvious. Um I don't know, he must have done that on purpose. Like Oh absolutely There's no way. No, that's Or like done it on purpose to prove up to like be like But then this even if he Because the white people are painted as the enemy. Yeah, but it's saying that it's saying that the 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 Nitri it's saying that the Navi are like um dangerous and you know what I mean oh that's right you know it's it's um saying that they need to go in an avatar to deal with them and and that they're these like basically that they're alien right Mm -hmm. because they are aliens yeah it's saying that that you know it's it's like wow I'm typing in something that is that is Really thought-provoking. Yeah, isn't it? Avatar has a racist agenda hidden in plain sight. Let's see. This was 2021 from James Cameron's biased portrayal of the Navi based on indigenous peoples. Racist undertones. Um, So, it's impressive use of CGI technology and well-written storyline. Maybe not cloud its viewers perception of the film the film successfully disguises its derogatory themes which is true yeah Ah. see look I don't know how to pronounce this Uh, Tute Tute I think it was yeah the best warrior of all the Navi implied to be level headed and just transforms into a violent and animalistic version of his species. These sudden changes in the Navi characters, although justified to some viewers, is a nauseating display of how these characters are simply used to move the imperialist agenda forward. Their ability to bend and break at the will of the white man reinforces the film's racist undertones. To no surprise, many of the Navi, including the four main characters, are all portrayed by non-white actors and actresses. Their voices, accents, actions and mannerisms visualised through motion capture technology further reinforces the idea that the Navi are based on people of of colour. Despite being the residents of Pandora, the Navi only exist to further the plot that is central to the white humans within the film. Their backstories are never truly explained and they don't seem to have many positive characteristics. Yeah, really. Yeah, so because it, I was I was thinking all of this, and then Millie Millie and I were talking about it, and it's very, um, yeah, it's it's total white saviorism. It's like, it's like when, um, you know, when when white people go over to Africa, and they're like, here's, here's food, and here's water, and here's how yes. we're going to save you, and and then they just. And they, they post about it and they think, oh, yeah, we're, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. And it's like, have you actually done anything for these people? No. Do you know what I mean? You're just giving them food for a while. Yeah. Like, it's oh, not... Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, do you, you're shocked, it's don't you? Just, you're, yeah. Yeah, so that makes this film even harder to watch. Even harder to like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the main theme for me. What about you? I felt like the main theme was, like, a different way of life. Like, an exploration of a different way of life. I would because... say, like, capitalism and, like, greed. Yes. And how capitalism and greed corrupts everything it touches. Yeah. Like... And, like, the need for... Like, obviously that comes in through um, them trying to mine the unobtainium. Still a crazy name. What the fuck can't were they thinking? They, can't believe they named it that. Unobtain. I can't. That is so cringy. Also, just Cringe. um. I'm just going to tell you all. So that that article that I just read from, um, was published on December six, twenty twenty one. It was written by, Ashvini, Carr, Carr, Ashvini Carr, um, and it's on the website MDC, um. So you can go and check more about that. I just I just typed into Google, um, avatar racist undertones, and um, yeah. See, there's there's loads of articles on it. Racist theme yeah. in Avatar, CBS News. Is blue the new black? Why some people think Avatar is racist. Race and Avatar. The Navi of Avatar, Native American or African. Um, black and blue, dispelling the myth of racism in Avatar. Um, Avatar because there are the there are only white actors yeah. playing humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Avatar totally racist, dude. <sighs> what a film! Yeah, so that was race. But moving on, score. What did you think about the score? Uh, uninspiring. Literally uninspiring. But I did recognize that one song that I didn't know where it was from, and then it was like. What you know song what I'm was talking it? About? I can't remember what it was called, but it was like the main theme that ran through, and I was like, both Millie and I said, oh, that's where that's from. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't get anything from this film in general. Like, I watched it, and like, it's two and a half hours I'm never going to get back. It's just so bad. I'm, yeah. Like, I remember when I finished it, I was, I was thinking... Wow, this is like tainted, like very slightly tainted, my view on film in general. Yeah, well, especially when it was so well received. I mean, I don't know what the. It got. Let's see it what got the, s- like Metacritic was like in the seventies or eighties per eighty percent. Let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. Oh my God, eighty two percent. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's um. It's not very swag. So 82% both on the tomato meter and on the audience score. So that's strange that they're both actually the same. So it says critics consensus. It might be more impressive on a technical scale than a piece of storytelling, but Avatar reaffirms James Cameron's singular gift for imaginative, absorbing filmmaking. I mean, it is... It is... um, you do get very invested. I felt like that. I felt you got invested in it very easily. But at the same time, that's it's not an original story. No. So. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't have much to say about the score because I just felt non-existent. I mean, if it makes you and feel the, any better, I'm just looking at uh, you might also like. 
This has 82, but Hunger Games has 84. Ah. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the only, the only, the only part of the film I recognized the score was in the final climax when they're fighting the humans on the birds and it's like there's trumpets coming in and there's lots of different, um, lots of different instruments playing like an orchestra yeah it might be that but it might be that bit that i'm talking about as well that's for the rest of it there's no there's no substance yeah there's nothing original here damn this do be the first film that we are bombing on yeah and let's talk film bitches quite rightfully so though this is not the vibe (laughs) not the vibe for you no or me not the vibe what about the um, right? So let's talk about one of the good things about this film, which was the cinematography. Sure. And the world building. More, the world building, yeah. The cinematography we'll get to because I have I have qualms with that too. <laughs> but the world building was good. Decent, yeah, it was decent. decent. I felt like I felt like we explored a lot of the world and we got to see a yeah. lot of different parts of it, both from. But then again, no water, no big, big no waterscapes, water. which, which, nope. you know, um, was strange. Like, um, I, here's another, here's another one for our bingo card. I bet they're going to have adapted to water because the other place got burned yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that was going to be on mine. Darn, you've taken my bingo card. Um, so... What like, uh, I've got here, the CGI even, was awful. The CGI, CGI was so bad. Like the the making the the characters, like the Navi people, the, it just looked so bad. I didn't pick up on that, but I might have been asleep. So, <laughs> like how they looked, like how the Navi people looked. Oh right. What um, did you think? I I didn't was, have I didn't have issues with that. There like, were some, I mean, I know it's a hard thing to do and obviously they had, like, incredible equipment to do that and, like, have it. And it was 2009. Yeah, which is what I'm looking forward to in the second one and seeing how they've improved on that. But when they I were... I just wish, I really, I'm really, really hoping that it's not three hours long, this, this sequel. No, it's four n- hours long. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, yes. While the world building, it was good. Maybe not necessary because it didn't get explored. Like, there were, you know, like, there were aspects, like, or, like, I don't know. It just, it felt really detailed and then didn't feel expanded on or used. Yeah. Much like uh, Jake's disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, as for cinematography and colours... The colours were great. This, now, the colours were great in the Navi world. But I think that was contrast. That I know. Was like, I know like, it was contrast, but still. It's so dull, so boring. Was, and we spent so long there. Yeah. Like, it's fine if we don't spend as much time, but we definitely spend more time in the spaceship than we do in the Navi environment. Yeah, that's true. That's true, which is which is like maybe that's them saying, Oh, it was too expensive to do like the yeah. whole thing but but, it, but like you can do subdued colours in a prettier way than what it than what the, they did. what they did, yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what that is like next time around. 
because I will say the trailer looks great. Yeah. The cinematography is yeah. great. Yeah, the, the world building. The again. world building looks amazing. I just want to see how it ties in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to see less of the dull stuff. I totally agree on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as for camera angles, lastly, like you can, we are coming back to the three D thing. Like you can mm-hmm. tell that a lot oh, of the tracking shots, absolutely, a lot of the movement shots were made for three D. Absolutely. And they just don't hold the same punch in two D, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you can. You're obviously thinking. I mean, that's definitely what I was thinking. I was like, okay, that, that, I wasn't meant to watch this on my tiny computer screen at home. You know, yeah. like that's that's not what this was intended for, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there was just no, there was no close-ups, there was no, there's no emotion, there's no chemistry between the characters, none of them. Mm-hmm. And it so, just felt I think funny. that brings us off, that brings us on to our shot of the week. Yes, of course, do yes. Do you have a shot Almost of the week? Almost forgot. I do, it is the shot where, I think they're just before. Just before they're going to battle, they're at the Tree of Souls, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is it when that when they take when they when shag for the first time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I th- I'm sure. Um, and they're like resting their heads on each other, and it's really sweet. And the colors are so vibrant behind them, mm-hmm. and like the blue of the shot is just amazing. Did you? And I wish name? the blue. Like behind them, behind the oh, characters, the blue I color. I thought you were just saying the blue as in like materia. I was like, no. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, again, not much to say. I just felt like that was pretty, and it, it, like, the connection between pure love versus capitalism was shown here. Yeah. More than in any other place. Mine was, um, at the very end, pretty generic, when he opens his eyes in his avatar. Okay. It was predictable, but I enjoyed it. I'm sorry. I didn't. This... I, I, was, I was quite satisfied at the end, though. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Like, it, it makes sense for the plot. Predictable, yes, but... It was... You know. I was just like, is that really how you're going to end it? With as a predictable shot as opening your fucking eyes <laughs> through this entire film. Like, I can't count the number of films that end with someone opening their eyes. Like, okay, you remember in Hunger Games Catching Fire, the last shot is Katniss looking up at the camera with, like, really determined eyes. Like, yeah. you know, the capital's taking pizza and yeah. she, is af- she is out for blood. And this one's just kind of like, oh, they're open. Credits. True. Again, done better. And like, I was expecting it, but I picked it because it's quite iconic, like to the film. Of like, course. And honestly, there wasn't anything else that really stood out to me. Yeah. Like, I just picked it because it was like iconic. You know, everyone knows about that bit. So. Mm-hmm. It really defines Avatar. Yeah. For Absolutely. good or for worse or for whatever, it defines it as. Okay, it so is. I think that was Avatar. Yes, finally, thank God. <laughs> Would you watch that film again? Never, ever again. Never. You can't pay me enough money to watch that film again. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I would probably watch it again. I think I would watch it again, even though it was. I I know I'm shitting on it, but Gibson Gap. I I I would watch it again. Like that, none of what I say makes sense, but I think I would watch it again. At like, not probably not after that though. I would watch it again like once and then never again. See, I feel like I feel like you're the same with West Side Story as I am with Avatar. I feel like I would get nothing out of the second watch. Yeah. I know I say, like, go watch films a second time because you can get more stuff out of them. But it didn't provide me with enough detail. There's not enough, enough rewatch quality, yeah. There's not enough rewatchability. There's not enough want for a rewatch in yeah. the first place. I think it's quite, like... I think you have to acknowledge as well, though, that it's, like, a big thing and it was a big thing in, in the world of yeah. film. Like, it's important to acknowledge that, but that just because... Just because of that, it wasn't... I don't know if it won any awards, actually. You can look that up while I say that. Uh, This brings us back to our discussion at the Parasite episode. In Scene Shuffle, we talked about if movies with awards are better than movies without awards. Yeah. And I feel this can be translated like movies with giant box office scores aren't always good. Yeah. You know? Like, sure, they're public appeal and that, but they're not... It won two Academy Awards. It won one for Best Cinematography and Best Visual Effects, which is okay. It won the Academy Award for Best Production Design. I didn't see that as well. It won the Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture and the Golden Globe Award for Best uh, Best Director. BAFTA Award for Best Special Visual Effects. What? Um, Teen Choice Award for Choice Movie Actress. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of actress actress awards it's getting for zoe saldana i believe yeah yeah she was good with what she had to work with I will yeah say definitely that. yeah i like her i think she's good yeah so what would you rate what this would film? you give this movie oh. out of <laughs> what would you rate this movie out of 10 <laughs> like a five four for yeah. me a five. at best yeah that's because that's... i was going to rate it five but the more we've talked about it, the more I realise that this is just not a good film. Yeah. And I, I can't think, I think the only anymore. thing that's, that's given me rewatch quality is, like, the fame. That's the only thing. Like, I want to say I've watched yeah. it and... But, yeah. Yeah. So, now that we have overcome Avatar... And we are ready to move on to another film. Do you want to tell the kind folks listening what the next, what next week's film is going to be? I'm so excited. We are doing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. One of the biggest, not even biggest as in money made, but one of the most loved animated films of this mm. century. Can't wait. I watched this a couple of years ago during lockdown, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, and I can't wait to rewatch it. I'm so excited! It's it's literally amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so it good. really is the Amazing Spider-Man. Woo! So, so that is what we'll be covering next week. And pick of the week for me to Neve will be drumroll please, Enola Holmes, which you can find on Netflix. Lovely! I'm very excited to watch that. So, yes. um, I would also, I would also. I am going to give you a film that I watched in the, our tiny little cinema at home. Oh, the Fullerton? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and I am going to give you I, Tonya, which is a true story, based on true story. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Very exciting. So is this a biopic? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Nice. Nice. Can't wait. And we will be spinning the wheel on scene shuffle topics later next week, so stay tuned for that. And also stay tuned on Instagram for our shots of the week. And we also have a TikTok account now. Woohoo! So, so you exciting. can find us. Yes, podcasting. T- podcasting. Podcasting content is out there. Yes. So, thank you so much for joining us on this Avatar adventure. You can find us on Instagram at LTFP Podcast. Uh, L- LTFP, LTFP Podcast. On um, TikTok, as Anna said, at LTFP Podcast. And you can email us at LTFP Podcast at gmail.com. So send us your thoughts. I have been me for Let's Talk Film Bitches. And I've been Anna for Let's Talk Film Bitches. Signing off. Bye, bitches! Bye!